and four cats and eight oxen he gave to the sons of Merari according to their service under the authority of Itama, the son of Aaron, the priest. Are you here? The carts and the oxen represent automobiles today. They are going to help them in their services. The moment it was erected, there was need for that. Moses did not call for offering. It was the leaders who said, wait a minute, we need vehicular movement, let's help our boss. And they looked for six brand new cars and gave to Moses, and God said to him, accept it from them and distribute it among those who are walking. Walk fine, wake up. What you are used to is inviting the pastor to bless your new car. Pastor, the Lord just blessed me with a new car, but you don't care how old and dysfunctional his car is. Hello. I'm not trying to push anyone into anything. I think it was 2006. When was that car bought? Huh? About that time. About that time. Because I was here. His sons came and contributed money. And every time I said, I said, this car is still alive. But be honest with me. Since that time, how many of you have brought your car for dedication? Say, Pastor, you need to pray for my car. Uh, I just got this. God has really blessed me. Uh, God has really prospered me. I know you have challenges in your car, but I'm tapping into your anointing and, and God is, is doing well with me. It wasn't Moses who called for this offering. It was the people who realized that those who are walking need tools. Sons and daughters of encouragement. Our second example will be David himself, the king of Israel. There were just too many encouragers around him to enable him and empower him to accomplish his mission in life. But I'll just take two or three. Two will be enough. One of them was Abigail, the wife of Nabal. You remember? All that David asked for was go to Nabal, the man who lived in prosperity, and let him know that we have surrounded him like a wall of fire. That nobody was stealing out of his flock. We were doing it free of charge. Now today she is in sheep. Let him just give a little to his servant. And when they delivered the message, he said, Who is David? Who is the son of Jesse? Must I now give what I have to satisfy some people who ran away from their masters? Get out of my sight. They told David, and David said, Every man hold your sword. There will be no single male by this time tomorrow pissing against the world. That's why you know they're a male. Women don't do that. There will be no single male among them that will not be killed. And they gathered themselves and were going. And the servants told Abigail what Nabal had said. Ha! Abigail mounted the, 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 the donkey and gathered some fruits and some things and, and quickly ran and fell before him. He said, why do you want to join this childish man? His name is Nebel. He's foolish. 
Foolishness in his heart. You know, there are women in church that want to serve God, but their churlish husband will not let them. You don't get it. They get the message and say, wow, today, today, which day? The rest is history. And that woman put a little proposal. He said, and when you have come to your kingdom, remember me. And David said, blessed be your counsel. Ten days after, neighbor was history. So was his wealth. And Abigail became the wife of neighbor. I pray for every dove living in a vulture's nest. The Lord will set you free. And I'm not praying for your husband to die. Remember yesterday, uh we said you don't pray for your enemy to die. If your husband is your enemy, don't pray for him to die. Let God set a table before you in the presence of your enemy. Do you understand me? Because some of you said amen now like you have been looking for a dagger. There was also Basilai the Gileadite. Absalom drove his father from the throne. Am I boring you? Absalom drove his father from the throne. And he left with the Pelitites and the Keritites, all those 600 men that were with him, plus a large entourage. And they did not take any food item or grocery with them. But Basilai the Gileadite met them with basins, with cakes, with figs, and he sustained them throughout that period. He was not a young man, he was an old man in his 80s. This is where I'm going. Sons and daughters of encouragement never lose their reward. They don't. God will ensure that they are rewarded. Was Abigail rewarded? She became a queen. God delivered him from a foolish man. I didn't call you a foolish man, no. It's your wife that is saying so. Do you understand me? The way you are looking. I hope there's no foolish person around you. Shake it away in Jesus' name. Let me show you how in nations of the earth certain families rise to rule. The Bush family. The Clinton family. The Kennedy family. When it was time for David to return after Absalom had been defeated and he was returning Basilai the Gileadite came to see him off. And David said, come with me. I will take care of you. We're royal splendor. Just come. He said, I'm too old for that king. Oh no, I didn't do that for what I can get. I don't even have ear for music anymore, taste for wine. Let me die and be buried with my ancestors. But here is my son. Let him go with you. 
And he said, I would take your son with me and everything that I should have done for you, I would do for him. So he became a minister in the palace without any application. They took him and when David was about to die, read 2 Kings chapter 2, he left a word for Solomon. He said, those who will sit on your table, let them be sons of Basilei. So for years you find a particular family prospering. It's because once upon a time in that lineage there was a son of encouragement. I want to live my life by the grace of God in such a way that when my children show up in the days to come somewhere, I say, you're a backer and say, which one? Turn the backer and say, sit down, sit down, sit down. Sit down, sit down, sit down. What do you say you want? We'll give you more. Is the difference between legacy and inheritance. What many of you are trying to do is to leave inheritance for your children's children. Legacy is better. That's the second example. Old Testament, let's go to the third example. I hope you know all the references or do I have to give you chapter and verse? Our third example is Elijah and Elisha. They were prophets. You know, Elijah had no business he was doing other than dossier the Lord. <laughs> Elijah used to have a business, but he burned the oxen and he burned everything behind him to go pouring water in the hand. Here comes daughters of encouragement. The widow of Nazareth. She was so poor. So you can't say this thing works with the rich only. She was so poor that it was the last meal that was left. And the prophet laid hold of that last meal and made a demand. He said, make me cake first. He said, no, all I have is for me to cook for my son and I to eat and die. He had gathered two sticks to beat themselves to death. And Elijah said to her, by the word of the Lord, you go make me a cake first. The pot of flour will never run dry and the cruise will continue to flow until the days rain come on the earth to sustain you and your household. And she obeyed. And that happened. Are you with me? Why has given become so a sacrilegious thing in church? Because we take the widow's food and they die. Consider Elisha and the great woman of Shunem. The great woman of Shunem was not a charismatic. He didn't jump. She did not jump at all. She said, I perceive this is a holy man of God that passes by us daily. Let us make a little room here. Let us put some bed there. Let us put a table there. Let's create a prophet chambers in our house and let us bring him in. Anytime he passes by here. Daughters of encouragement. I've showed you sons. Now I'm showing you daughters. Because this thing has no gender. Are you listening to me? The woman who took care of Elijah. Had plenty throughout that farming period. To sustain a household. 
But beyond that, there was more. Because God will always top up what you have given. Her son died. And she stood before Elijah. Have you come to remind me of my sin? We don't know how she got the child. Don't worry yourself. And Elijah stretched himself over the child. Resurrection power. Restored that child to life. She got more than she gave. So is a woman of Shunem. The great woman. Elijah said, there's going to be a famine in the land for seven years. I'll be here. God will sustain me. You go. And your household. And they left. Are you listening? Before they left, her own son also died. The child she received by miracle. Because Elijah, Elijah said, look, this woman administered to us. There are certain things that provoke certain blessings that nothing else will provoke. Ah, Pastor Bank, my mother prayed some prayer for me in 1985. When next you see her, you can ask her. I went to Grand Lafayette. That's a big mall in, in France, in Paris. And I bought a trunk and I bought fabrics, loaded them, and bought headgear, loaded them, and brought it all to Lagos and gave the key to my mother. She opened and said, wow, this was sell. I said, this is not for sale. You're giving all to your tailor and they're sewing it and I'm paying for it. And I reminded her the day my mother washed the two clothes left and put them on the line and used a headgear to cover herself until the clothes would dry. And they brought uniform, Ashwabi, to my mother to buy. I said, I can't afford it. That's my Ashwabi there. I heard. I said, Mama, never again will you have to wait for your clothes to dry. You wear this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, send it to dry cleaner. While it's still there, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, send it to dry cleaner. While it's still there, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. By the time you go three, four weeks, the first one will return. You will not wait for clothes anymore. My mother is still alive. She's going to be 107 in October. I was going to walk the following day. She held me by the hand. Said, I want to talk to you. And we stood outside. He said, look up. And I did. He said, what's there? I said, son. He said, goodbye. Have a nice day. We'll see you later. I wish I could say it in Yoruba the way she said it. I came back in the evening. I said, my mom, you said we would talk. He said, go and eat your food first. I finished eating. She held me by the hand. He said, come out. He said, look up. I look, I said, what's that? I said, that's the moon. And then he said, now, that's what I want to say to you. Can anybody be so angry to cover the glory of the sun or the glory of the moon? I said, no. I said, from this day, nobody will cover your glory. Do you understand this? I didn't know such prayer was inside of her. But what I gave her provoked it. And from that day, you couldn't just repress me. You go look in the fourth day. This is Revelation now. When the sun and the moon and the stars were created, the Bible calls it one great light for the day, one great light for the night. Look in the middle column of your New King James Version Bible, it says, luminaries. 
God wired up the entire planet by putting luminaries. And when a man excels himself in his discipline, they say, he's a legal luminary. He's bringing light and not confusion, not darkness. Do you understand me? In the name of Jesus, you will rise. In the name of Jesus, you will shine. The word and sin and circumstance will not cover your glory. Your best days are ahead of you in Jesus' mighty name. Are you here? Hmm. told that woman, you have ministered to us. Can I mention your name to the king and the captain of the guard? You know what the woman said? I live amongst my people. I know those people. I'm not looking for contact. And I'm not looking for contract. And then Gehazi said, she has no child. Pam! He said, the way you have taken care of us, we got something that cannot be bought with money. According to the season of life. But this time next year you have a child. He said, please don't deceive me. Eliza just ignored him. And he had that child. And the child died. After he had been weaned, the child died. And he ran. She ran to Elisha. And say, so here's a woman of Shunem coming. The Lord has not revealed it to me because the prophet does not know everything. He's not God. By the time they found out what was happening, the same bed that she provided for Elijah was where now she laid a son for a miracle of resurrection. A daughter of consolation. And on top of that, God was now going to give her a reward. Because you can do exceedingly far above all that you ask or think. Are you listening? So there's going to be a famine in the land and I want you to live here. She left for seven years and when she returned, Gehazi was before the king, reminding the king of all the miracles that Elijah did. And he said, here is a woman. And the woman said, I've left for seven years. He said, go and give her all seven years produce can you imagine compounded seven years with interest of your income? As I give it to her. Sons and daughters of consolation don't lose their reward. I am what I am by the grace of God and because I've mastered certain things. I live in them, I live by them. Nobody can shake my convictions. It doesn't matter whether the man who is receiving the offering is worthy or not. The God that I'm dealing with is. Let's come into the New Testament. Can you handle three more examples? Can you? Let's begin. The ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ with such a large entourage of a minimum of 12 apostles going everywhere. What will be the logistics of buying 12 tickets for everyone when you have to travel, sir? Burma, Nepal. How many people can you pay and take that? Jesus took 12 men everywhere. They were not sleeping on the road. They were not sleeping in the streets. And it was not a counterfeiter saying, There's a money, money comment from heaven right now. Drop, drop. No. 
did Jesus sustain such a ministry? Daughters of consolation. Daughters of consolation. Daughters of encouragement. The book of Luke chapter 8, verse 1 to 3. Luke chapter 8, verse 1 to 3. Now it came to pass afterward that he went through where? Oh, walk funny. He went through where? Every city and where? Village. Preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him everywhere. And certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Miracle Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others who provided from him for him from their substance. So they didn't let Jesus be thinking of how do we pay this bill? How do we get food for the twelve? How do we pay the bill for hotel accommodation? How do we do this? Those women banded themselves, including Herod's treasurer's wife. They banded themselves and said, we will ensure that every bill is paid. Did they lose their reward? They were healed. No demon could operate in their lives. And guess what? One of them became the carrier and the courier of the first post-resurrection message. You have been sitting here. It has never crossed your mind that we pay electricity bill. It's never crossed your mind. It's never crossed your mind that this type of, 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 of screen is not befitting work fun. It's never crossed your mind. You don't see it. Look, if you know how many times I've suffered and turned and turned this way, that will not happen if you are alive and sensitive and you have accepted responsibility. That you're looking for opportunity to be a blessing all the time. I didn't come here to raise money. I came here to create an awareness for you to know that you are failing and shooting yourself in the foot. Did Jesus demand for any offering from those people? To whom much is given, much is required. Jesus, the Lord, did not print money. He did not do a magical one. Money, come in to me now. No. <laughs> she simply cast out devils from people and healed them. And those people felt a sense of gratitude. How can we show it? I had to stand on the platform of Lateran Assembly and plead, please don't buy clothes for me anymore. I beg you by the message of God, don't buy clothes, don't buy shoes for me. There's nowhere to keep them. The more I tell them, the more they buy. So I found another way of ensuring that I'm not in trouble. As they are bringing it, some of them bring oh yeah, give to A, give to B, give to C, give to D. And then I can't stop the process. It's multiplying. What do you think is my confidence in a bad economy to go into a project of almost 10 billion? It's because when God is your source, he will be your resources. When you become a son of consolation, a daughter of consolation, you discover that God begins to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Mm. 
the early church. We have read it, haven't we? Haven't we read the early church? But did they get any reward? Let me show you two. Because if you don't see these things, except the Lord reveals them to you, you say, they gave and that's all. No! There were sons of consolation who sold their lands and houses. In Acts of the Apostles chapter 2, then we go to Barnabas later. Acts of the Apostles chapter 2. Am I boring you now? Acts 2.44. Listen to it. It was not the first time they sold. I just read that one. Acts 2.40. Or 44, I beg your pardon. Acts 2.44. Now all who believe were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions. Barnabas was not mentioned here. They sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with the one accord, you see it again, in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and what? Having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. They were operating in favor. As they sold land and distributed and became sons of encouragement, they were working in favor. And guess this, write it in capital letters, don't forget it. An ounce of favor is of greater value than years of labor. Favor of God. Favor of men. You don't know what, what brings one to this place. Oh, I, I don't want to give testimonies, Pastor Bank. Uh, I will come back when your own testimonies are sure and real so that I will not look like, oh, he's trying to impress us. Who's trying to impress you? I'm here to impact you. Now let's check Barnabas out, the son of consolation. We saw in Acts 4, 32, 37, they gave him the son of consolation, the son of encouragement. What became of him? Acts of the Apostle chapter 11. Was he all that he did, just sold land and gave money? What became of him? Acts 11. Verse 19. Acts 11 verse 19. Now those who were scattered after the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to no one but the Jews only. But some of them were men from Cyprus. You remember that was where I sold the land from? And Cyrene. And when they had come to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. The news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out who? Why? Because they know he's a son of consolation. He's not doing it for what he can get. Paul said, I don't have anyone like Timothy that I can send who will be mindful of who will carry my message and who will serve. He has served with me in the gospel. Now, Barnabas came. Listen to this. And when he came at seeing the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them. That's his job. Encourage them all that with purpose of heart they should continue with the Lord. For he was what? A good man. Who is saying that about you? Full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. 
which means it was pleasing God also. Full of the Holy Spirit and what? Of faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord. Then Barnabas departed for Tarsus to seek Saul. What manner of man? He looked at the ministry there. He said, I remember a man I presented before the apostles in Jerusalem. His name is Paul. I need to go get him. He had the grace for this. He was not trying to occupy somebody else's position. He knew how to share. He went to look for Paul. Good man, full of faith. God's hand was upon him. He looked for Paul. And when he brought Paul, they stayed there for about two years teaching, training. And for the first time, the church and the people were called Christians for the first time. So, who made that happen? The vocabulary, the, the Christian or Christianity entered into human vocabulary because of one man who knew what to do and who got help from those who could support. And rather than pushing people away, there are leaders in the church that want to occupy. And they just edge this one out. We'll be the only one around Pastor Bank. He said, lie, the Lord will blow you away from here. And make room for others to come. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Pastor, I encourage you to please start some fire. It's when you start fire that you see serpents in the wood. I won't say more than that. Paul's apostolic ministry will be the third example in the New Testament. I've shown you Jesus. I've shown you the early church under the leadership of Peter. I don't have time to show you how Peter was sustained. Do you understand me? He was in the house of Simon the Tanner. Was he buying food there? And let's come to Paul. Paul's ministry was unique. The first time you see Paul, it was trouble everywhere. He would get to a city, there will be crisis. And in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 17 especially, the Bible says, evil men from the marketplace. Because if the church will not get to the marketplace to change what's going on there, the evil men from the marketplace will try to countermand the activities of the church. Evil men from the marketplace start up People against Paul. So in Acts of the Apostles chapter 18, God sent him a couple of consolation. A man and his wife. Couples who totally bonded with him. They were tent makers and that was his profession. You will not find one place where he says Paul was reporting in the factory from 9 to 5. They brought him on board of their business. They said, we will give you opportunity and covering so that market people cannot disturb you anymore. The moment it was established in that territory as a vocational tent maker, that was the end. That was the end. All the uprising against him stopped. And when they tried it one more time in Acts of the Apostle chapter 18, his friends got there. And the judge said, uh, what nonsense have you brought before me? Dismiss their case. And Paul stayed there for two years. And when he was prepared to go, Aquila and Priscilla still followed him. Sons of consolation. 
who said the reason for our business is to ensure that the kingdom advance is taking place. Time will not permit me to show you the Macedonian church. Extremely poor. But they first gave themselves to the Lord, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and then gave themselves to the apostle and began to plead urgently with him to receive from them. Don't consider it too small. And he said, for this reason, he sent Titus to them that the grace for given and the grace for increase might be imparted and, 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 and transmitted into their lives. The poor gave to him. How about the rich? The Philippian partners. The church of Philippi. He said, at last, your care of me has flourished again. Not that you don't want to, but you lack opportunity. I've learned to abase, I've learned to abound. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But now I've received from Epaphroditus what triggered the Noah's blessing in the Old Testament a sweet smelling savor, an acceptable sacrifice unto God. And because I've received that now, I stepped up into my office. See, my God shall supply all my need. It's not scriptural. It's not you praying that prayer. It's somebody who has received from you that steps into his office and says, Now my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Today, as we bring this message to a close, I pray that you will not shortchange yourself. Now, welcome to the moment of truth. I ask those of you who were here yesterday to pray concerning your giving towards the need of the church, which includes major repairs. In fact, if I don't know any, I know this one. <laughs> and when I'm here, it's the first place I'm going to look at. And I'm going to look at here also. That there's something here that, would, that, that connects. That when you say this passage is here by my side, I'm not... Uh, Now, we need $300,000 for repairs. I saw the bill was sent to me to study it. For group fellowship needs, for outreaches. Now, the minimum is estimated. Now, listen to me. Don't think I'm going to say, if you want to give $1,000, get up. If pastor did not announce, I already purpose in my heart, this is my first instrument take. Very quietly, very privately, because wherever there's a need in the house of God, I have accepted responsibility not to be a consumer, but to be a contributor. Not to be a spectator, but to be a stakeholder. And not to make false promises I will not fulfill. But to contribute my quota so that instead of one stream of income, I have all streams. Pastor is a petroleum minister, the state minister of petroleum that came to the house and began to explain to me the challenges they were having with upstream, midstream, and downstream. I said, what is upstream, midstream? He said, Baba, you don't have any problem. You are all streams. <laughs> and then I saw in the Bible, that's what I'm supposed to be. That's what we are supposed to be. Blesses the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of discomfort. His delight is in the law of the Lord. He need not he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree. Planted by the rivers as multiple streams of income. 
shall bring forth his fruit in season. His leaves shall not wither. Whatsoever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so. This is the moment of truth. Those who are here yesterday, those who are hearing me now, are there stakeholders in this house? I can hear you. I say, are there stakeholders here? Are there pillars here? That know that when there's a need in the house of God, it's their responsibility. If you're a stakeholder, stand to your feet. If you're a spectator, keep watching. Walk fine. You are entering a season of no more lack. Never again we will have to gather to spend three days like this again on this subject. Because you will have more than enough to give. And you will constantly be looking for opportunity to give. If there are no opportunities, you will create them. You will let pastor know that the reason you are working is not just to pay your bills, not just to have to give, but to be a son or a daughter of encouragement. Can I hear amen? Pastor, something happened to me many years ago. Pastor Olu's, you know him well, you can ask him. We had a serious bill to pay in the church. One television then, and then was just one or two stations. Now I don't even know how many stations, both within the country and outside. Uh, and we had told the people the week before that we would give towards this television outreach. Pastor, that day, a mighty downpour from heaven took place. Heaven opened, the rain was heavy. And two-thirds of the church did not come. When I was going to preach, my heart was doing So don't think I got this confidence overnight. My heart, I said, yay, God, you will not disgrace me. They, I mean, they couldn't come to church. So I just, you know, in, the, in that type of service, you worship longer. And I love you, Lord. I, I couldn't do anything, but I worship longer. I preached little. I went back into my office and sat down. The people left. I said, thank you for coming. It's part of the rain. God bless you. I didn't say anything about the offering anymore. Because I knew I would be so disappointed. Evening time, Pastor Olus came and gave me the account for the day. I said, Olus, did you make mistakes? He said, no. Two or three people gave this huge offering. Show me their checks. Ha! It was like three times what we needed. So the following Sunday, the church was packed full. <laughs> I said, if last Sunday was like that, what they collectively give was less than what they gave the Sunday before. So it's not about how many. It's about stakeholders. Not about spectators. It's about profitable. Not about unprofitable. It's about useful. Not about useless. May God make you useful. May God make you profitable. May God make you a stakeholder that will stand shoulder high above the perversity of lack, exigency in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me give to you first like Melchizedek did 
And then I will ask you to respond to God. Lift your hands to heaven. Lord, by your grace and mercy, I do not struggle for anything. By your grace and mercy, I do not look for things. By your grace and mercy, you position me to sit in one place and all things to come to me where I am. It has pleased you to do that in my life. I see it as nothing but a function of your grace. That grace today that Titus imparted into Macedonia church is still available. I pray that you take of the virtue in me and place in the lives of everyone whose heart is right towards you. Everyone who is upright, whose heart is, Lord, make me a financial, a kingdom financial pillar, a trustee of the riches, a son and a daughter of encouragement. Let that virtue impart their life today. Paul said, I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. Let them not look for things. Let things begin to look for them. From this day forward, for the rest of your life, in the realm of the spirit, your status and your stature is changed. You will no longer look for blessings. Blessings will pursue you. Blessings will overtake you. In the mighty name of Jesus. You'll be clearing out the old because new harvest have come. No matter the containers you have, they will not be enough to carry what God is bringing your way. In Jesus' mighty name. And the people said, Amen. Now I will ask you to honor the Lord with what you consider your own portion of this need. And to commit in your heart that as God prospers you, you will continue to do so. We are too many here for $300,000 if you do your part. If you say, oh, well, I've saved this money for a purpose, no, sell it. And see what God will do. Do you understand me? If you don't have such a witness in your spirit, nobody's manipulating you. It's a spirit-led generosity. I didn't arrive where I am today because I have a magical wand or because I'm lucky. No, it's because I follow certain principles. And I've taught those principles in these three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You cannot limit me because I live in the boundary of a limitless life. Now sit down. Moment of truth. I'll read the scripture and you respond to it. That's all. And we close the service. Thank God it's not three o'clock. I did well, didn't I? Lipticus 26, verse number three. Hear the word of the Lord. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and perform them, I will give you rain in the season. The land shall yield its produce and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Your treasure shall last till the time of vintage. And the vintage shall last till the time of sowing. Do you understand me? It's a continuum. There will be no shortage. There will be no lack. Your treasure shall last till the time of vintage. The vintage shall last till the time of sowing. You shall eat your bread to the full. You will not be counting slices of bread and say, who took some slices here? 
You will not buy padlock and lock up your, your refrigerator. You shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land safely. I will give peace in the land and you shall lie down and none will make you afraid. I will rid the land of evil beasts and the sword will not go through your land. You will chase your enemies and they shall fall by the sword before you. Five of you shall chase a hundred. A hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. Your enemies shall fall by the sword before you. For I will look on you favorably. That was what the church, the early church heard. I will look on you favorably and make you fruitful. Multiply you and confirm my covenant with you. Verse number 10. Ready? Read. Read it one more time. Read it one more time. You know what that means? There's no place to store them anymore. The new that's coming there, you want to keep them, so you give the old away. You clear it. You give to somebody else. That will be your new structure, your new, your new place in God that you are given out because there's so much new coming to you. Is it okay to give you the opportunity to respond to God? Clear that $300,000 just like that. Do your part and leave the rest to God. Amen. Amen. Till I see you again. God be with you.